0: Can something as simplistic as a grapefruit teach us anything about gratitude? We're about to find out here on this final edition of the 2023 version of the Gratitude Journal podcast. This is the Gratitude Journal podcast. Oh, man, it is chilly, chilly, chilly. Here in the basement lair. Uh, Well, there's no snow on the ground here in Northeast Ohio, but winter has uh, made its presence known here on the last day of 2023. As I record this on December 31st, the final day of this year and uh, moving into a new year. Hello, my friend. Welcome back again to uh, another edition of the Gratitude Journal podcast. My name is Matthew, and uh, yeah, I know, it's been kind of a scarce year as far as gratitude journal podcast episodes. What is my New Year's resolution? Well, you've probably figured it out. Aside from maybe trying to drop a few pounds from what I've gained over the past six weeks, which I'll get to in a bit, um... And uh, implementing the kind of video version of the Gratitude Journal, although I think somebody already has that name, so it might be something different. Uh, I would like to have more episodes in 2024, so you probably figured that part out. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the end of 2023. Yes, uh, I just went on my walk. And I didn't have to deal with snow or ice or anything slippery or really any precipitation aside from the tiny molecular flurry ites that were misting through the air. But man, it was cold. There was a little bit of a breeze. It made it even worse. I did not borrow Donna's big parka that she oftentimes says, are you going to take my coat? And it's this Cleveland Indians parka that we actually bought in the middle of summer at the cleveland indians gift shop at progressive field uh the game was out of hand the indians as i remember were getting trashed uh it was the seventh inning and we said you must want to go yeah let's go and so we were kind of making our way out and i said well let's stop by the gift shop you never know because stuff's always expensive in the gift shop well they had this sale i mean like 65 percent off this parka and Donna's like I have to have it. And of course it goes against everything, you know, um what I want to say. It has a big chief wahoo on the back. So yes, I mean that, you know, is not a good thing now, but at the time she was like all over this coat. Well, as it turns out, this parka is like the warmest coat in the galaxy. It just I don't know, maybe they just decided to wherever it was made, Pakistan or Vietnam or whatever. Somebody decided to put some extra oomph inside of it because it is an an immensely warm uh, thing to wear in the winter. Well, I forgot it today. So anyway, it's very cold here in Northeast Ohio. And it should be. I mean, it's almost January 1, right? And we have been uh, almost devoid of winter, as I explained to my parents yesterday. And because they don't go outside, they don't even have their blind open in their assisted living facility. They kind of rely on us. You know, as my mom asks us seven or eight times while they're, what's it doing outside? Oh, It's a little bit of snowing. Is it? And <laughs> it's like, These amazing conversations that I feel so fortunate and grateful to have still, you know, with two parents who are doing reasonably well at 95 years of age. So I'm very grateful for that. Speaking of my mother, she used to do this uh, thing with our fruit in the morning, and it's something that I think about when I have my morning grapefruit. So I've been adding grapefruit to my diet, one, because I like grapefruit. And uh, two, if I don't have a pale ale that has sort of grapefruit textured hop overtones, um, you know, I kind of miss it because I like that flavor profile. Well, I've been doing sort of a, a whole grapefruit, cutting it in half and then splitting it open and taking a knife and sort of going on the outside perimeter so that I can take a spoon and kind of dig into these things. And today I was kind of thinking about as I was having my grapefruit that my mother used to take this little knife and like she would, like I did this morning, she would trim around the outside to release sort of like the pie shaped pieces away from the back of the rind. But in addition, she would cut, you know, like with surgical precision, the left and right side of each of the little grapefruit pie sections. So then when she placed it in front of us, we each got a half a grapefruit. We could just with our spoon easily take that chunk out and we could consume it. Now, sometimes when she didn't have time or we didn't have the money for grapefruits, she would buy these cans of Donald Duck grapefruits and she would put the can sort of in the refrigerator the night before. And then, you know, the can would be cold and then she would open the can and she would sort of dump it out and like share it, you know, between all of us. And we would have our grapefruit sections that way. So when I eat grapefruit, I think of this very loving thing that my mother would do with the grapefruits. Now, I'm not nearly that surgically precise because I feel like as I'm digging the grapefruit section out with my spoon, it's kind of I'm like working, you know, for the goodness of this. And uh, you know, I look at this as sort of right action, you know, and I'm like paying my dues to get <laughs> to get the glory that is, you know, this little grapefruit chunk. Uh the downside to that is that a lot of times like the grapefruit juice will sort of like spit out into your face. And so now I've been standing at the sink so I don't make a mess. And I actually take my eyeglasses off so that it doesn't kind of like fly up, you know, into my eyeballs, which it is prone to do. So I'm grateful for, you know, having the opportunity to have my mother, you know, sort of do that loving little task not just for me but for all of us imagine the time you know with you know at the time maybe five kids you know taking the time to do that and uh you know feed us and not only just give us this nourishment but to you know have the extra effort to perform that task which it was epic and i made a mental note to uh tell her the next time we visit to remind her that she used to do that And that I'm very, very grateful for that. One of the things I want to address on the sort of video version of this podcast, which I'm ready to go. I had a little camera malfunction and I had to address that because... You know, cameras now don't record to film; they record to SD cards. And I had a little SD card malfunction. Well, the other SD cards I had were sort of more the business's SD cards. I didn't really want to use it. I wanted to kind of sort of keep everything separate. And I had to go out and get another SD card. So I did that yesterday. And uh, so I'm, I'm almost I'm almost there. I know I've been talking about having this you know done, but I just wanted to have the right tools that I needed. I kind of wanted it to look. Uh, proper. And I want to have the time. So I had a couple of days over the next couple of days to try to, you know, implement or get the bulk of this first uh, episode done. The other thing, as I mentioned earlier uh, at the beginning of this podcast episode, is that it takes a lot of time to set this stuff up. And the name that I wanted was sort of taken. So I'm still kind of juggling. Is that a word? what the actual name of this is going to be, but I think that I have that narrowed down and nailed down as well. So hopefully I'll have a chance to uh, spend some time with that. But one of the things I want to talk about is the power of like the thank you note. And, you know, I got the power of the thank you note actually from a birthday card sent to me every year by my friend Ginny, who celebrated a birthday three days ago. So happy birthday, Ginny! if you're listening to this podcast. I don't think she listens, but I want to remind her to listen because, you know, everybody needs a shout out, right? And I'm giving a shout out to her because, you know, my friend Jenny um, came into my life back when I was first going to the Stark County branch of Kent State University my friend David Reddy and I, who were we were neighborhood friends, we went to Kent State Stark and we would stop at this place called the Imperial House. And it was actually uh, a hotel that had a kind of renowned kind of upper crust dining establishment built into it. But for you know cheap uh, college students like us, uh, they also offered breakfast. And so we would go out there for breakfast sometimes before classes started because it was almost right across the street. Well, Ginny was a server there, and that was the first time we met her. And, you know, there was just something about her. She just had a very kind of contemplative way that she carried herself. Uh, She was very uh, polite and inquisitive and and like she wanted to know kind of what we were doing and she would ask us questions, you know, far beyond, you know, the regular thing that, you know, waiters or waitresses ask, you know, their clientele. And it seemed like she would wait on us a good portion of the time. There was just something about her that we both really enjoyed. And, you know, after six, seven, eight breakfast visits, you know, she finally said, you know, well, maybe we should all have coffee sometime. And then that kind of started this more than 40 year friendship. And so throughout that time, uh, Ginny has always sent me a birthday card. And she does this for everybody. Like everybody, it seems, who comes into her life, she's always sent them a card. And it's kind of a trait that I tried. To make a part of my regular routine. And I would say that if you're going to have a New Year's resolution, that might be the one to do. And I'm going to talk more about this on the video side of things because I, I really think it's that important. I really feel like that is something that I need to be better at. And I've tried, you know, using all of the apps that are at our disposal to know when people's birthdays are, especially like my nieces and nephews. Now, it's so easy to send a text and I get plenty of texts, you know, on my birthday and I've sent plenty of texts to people on their birthdays. But what I've really come to understand is that Ginny's sort of method, you know, that you know appeared you know obviously far before anything was even remotely thought of in terms of text messaging this thing about getting something in the mail is just an amazing i think and still an amazing way for somebody to reach out to another person and i will get sometimes sometimes a text from like a niece and they will say Hey, Uncle Matt, uh, thank you for sending me that card. Now, Don and I have always had this kind of rule. If, you know, like a niece or a grandchild, if they are you know, below high school graduation, like they're still in high school or grade school. We'll try to, if we have the budget to accompany that card with something. But once they graduate, like they only get a card, like they have more money than we do. So why am I buying them something? (laughs) But uh, not that I'm a cheapskate. It's just that I think, you know, the whole essence of it is the card, I think, is the thing. And I get the feeling that they kind of appreciate the fact that they got something in the mail, like the real live U.S. Postal Service. And so as I was writing a card to send to Ginny to wish her a happy birthday, I wanted to make a mental note to say how grateful I was that like, she did that early in our relationship. And she sends ones to to Donna every year, too, as well. Uh, so thank you. And then I'm very grateful, you know, not only just for her friendship and her love, but the fact that like she took so many years ago that extra time to uh, send a card, which is something I think would make a great New Year's resolution. Speaking of cards, my. I guess technically stepsister Hannah but I just call her my sister because you know it was several years ago not really that long ago that Donna discovered that she had two half sisters and they just call each other sisters and we just kind of eliminate the word half and and I feel like this was a gift that was so long in the making And due to, you know, one of these wacky apps like Ancestry, where, you know, they just kind of discovered each other, that they had this relationship. So we have been trying to all stay in touch more amongst all the busyness of our lives. And really, it's been a joy. And I received, speaking of cards, I received this card not too long ago from Hannah, and I keep it here on my desk here in the basement lair because it was just so poignant, and I really got pretty emotional when I received this card because I feel maybe ego-centered filled, and that's bad. I, that That's the way I feel, and I'm trying to live without ego, and I'm trying to not have ego play such an important role, but I have to admit that it sometimes gets in the way, and it gets in the way of you know, how I feel about what it is to be a caregiver, because, you know, I think as I've talked with other caregivers, especially one who I work with, you know, they feel as I feel, sometimes neglected, sometimes underappreciated. And that wave of underappreciation can sometimes be fairly extreme. Like I go through small periods where Like, it really envelops me, and it really wears me out, and it also magnifies the fact that I have an ego, and I need to try to tamper that down. It's a vicious kind of cycle that I don't even know that I can truly describe. I'll probably address it maybe in the video version of things, as I understand what ego is and where its place is, but it gets in the way. It's part of all of our imperfection. It's part of my imperfection, but... I wanted to bring it up because I I stare at this card and I, I just feel like it was such a welcome thing that I received at a time when I was just going through kind of a really big rough patch of feeling underappreciated. And I just wanted to say, you know, to Hannah um that I'm very appreciative and very grateful to have received, you know, this correspondence because it sits next to a couple of cards that i received, like from my twin brother, where he just, you know, I don't want to share the details. Those are between he and I, but, you know, just this kind of bond that we have in in our own way. And the fact that, you know, he just said some really nice things to me. And I sometimes when I'm kind of down in the dumps, I'll read through them to kind of you know, give my ego a prop up, and, you know, but I have Hannah's cards sitting right next to those. And and, uh, you know, they're really important keepsakes here, uh, not only just in the studio in the basement lair, but just important keepsakes in my world. And I just wanted to say how appreciative I am. I don't know, 2023 kind of sucked in a way. Um, I know sometimes it's posh to say that about every year. You know, you get together with people, oh, I can't wait till this year ends. Because get on to the next year. But I mean, I just feel like, you know, our current journey was a little bit more magnified this year and it was complicated, obviously. By you know donna 's cancer diagnosis, and that really sucked I mean to find out about that you know the results of that on something as uh you know <laughs> something that shouldn't give you the results like a patient portal like you shouldn't know the results of that kind of stuff before like somebody calls you and so i read the results i kind of knew what was going on and then i you know called you know her contact person i said you need to call her because i don't want to share this with her and so then she did and we all found out you know that donna had cancer and I hope that I never have to hear those words that you have cancer, but you know, when, you know, just looking at the look on her face and how she, you know, accepted it and, and sort of soldiered on bravely through it. I mean, it was really inspiring. And um, so to be on this journey with her and to hopefully, hopefully be able to help her navigate this you know, was, it was very challenging. This it's made this year, you know, not the greatest year in the world, obviously. But, you know, I feel like the end result of it was that we have a really good prognosis going forward and we are done with radiation and we're kind of moving into this next segment where we're trying to accept when we can come to terms with, you know, kind of a cancer free existence. Now, we had, you know, a bite to eat with our friends, Gene and Ivan, and Ivan brought up this point, And I, I kind of like side with this point that, you know, can we really say, you know, we're cancer free because, you know, once it's in your body, you're hoping that it's not going to reappear or magnify. So maybe we need to find different terminology that could be or could not be true but i think that knowing that you know the doctors involved have good feelings about how this is moving forward that's good enough for me and i think that in donna's mind that's good enough for her too so from that standpoint on this final day of 2023 i'm pretty grateful for the results of that and i'm pretty grateful about our journey going forward so what do you do for new year's eve we we don't really don't do anything I mean, a couple of years ago, one of Donna's friends and her husband invited us for a bite to eat. It was kind of early in the evening and we went to this place and it was kind of out there a bit. And we drove and, you know, as it turned out, like this restaurant, like they didn't like serve any alcohol. (laughs) And I, you know, I was like, oh, like I really enjoy having a beverage, you know, before I eat. And uh, sometimes if it's wine, it really goes good, you know, with it. (laughs) Italian food. So we were driving back and I'm like, okay, that was kind of weird. Not, you know, an Italian restaurant, not having a wine list. Okay. Uh, But maybe that was good. You know, being out on the road with all the rest of the wackos and not having alcohol in your system. And I thought, well, hell, you can stomach through a evening without a drink, can't you? And yes, it was true. I could. Uh, So, but aside from that, we don't really do anything. I mean, for the most part, I'm usually in bed between 10 and 1030 anyway. So the, you know, the prospects of seeing the ball drop and welcoming in a new year, those days are pretty much over. Uh, Hopefully it's going to be kind of low key and hopefully yours is low key. And I'm I'm guessing that, you know, we're all hoping for, you know, new and exciting things in the new year, or maybe just a new year that's a little less uh, conflict oriented and a New year that maybe has less violence and with the prospects of a presidential election. I don't think that's going to be possible, but there's always hope. That's my hope. And uh, I'm at least grateful for the chance to kind of have a reset and kind of move forward. So here is hoping for you that year 2024 gets off to a great start, uh, that there's no wacky diagnoses uh in this upcoming year that you have to deal with and that you you know find maybe a new way to move the ball forward in a positive direction that's what i'm going for and i hope the same for you so uh happy new year to you thank you for your support and downloading this podcast I apologize for my lack of effort in 2023, and hopefully my New Year's resolution will come to fruition, and that will get you markedly better. So, Happy New Year, and thank you for uh, listening to another episode of the Gratitude Journal podcast.